What does 25 cents back on every purchase mean to you? A free lunch? That gadget you've been eyeing? A night out with the fellas? With your Premise Perks checking account, you get 25 cents back with every purchase using your debit card and zero ATM, overdraft, or annual fees. With this completely free account, you can watch the money roll in with every swipe and find the freedom to go further with your cash. Premise, the bank that gets it right. Premise is a member FDIC. ATM transactions do not count towards debit card rewards. Running a business comes with pressure. Remote workforces, HR compliance, attaining top talent. You start to feel boxed in. Fortunately, there's Insperity. They put 30-plus years of HR service and technology to work, offering my employees competitive benefit options while lightening my HR load. Instead of obstacles, I'm surrounded by people empowered to be their best. With Insperity, nothing seems impossible. Insperity, HR that makes a difference. You're listening to the Mindful Rockstar Show by Music's Metaphor, a podcast for music lovers who care about their mental health. I'm your host, Alicia, but you can call me Al. On this show, I talk with independent artists about their music and what they do for their mental health. It's through music we can have these vulnerable conversations and break down the stigma. Brass Monkey for the Music for Mental Health Virtual Concert in 2021. Brass Monkey was one of the headliners for the inaugural event that was hosted by Music's Metaphor. Brass Monkey is a singer-songwriter from Tyne and Ware, Northeast England, who produces mainly grunge-inspired bluesy rock music. He has supported Ryan McComb at Think Tank Newcastle. His first two singles, Breadline and Nowhere, reached number one and number three on the WKW 96.AM College Radio Top 40 and KB Radio Canada Top 25. In this episode, we talk about playing intimate venues, managing your mental health, and not sticking to the status quo. Here's the interview. Hope you enjoy it. All right. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. Yourself? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you. So thank you so much for doing this. I'm so glad that we're able to chat with all the artists this week. Oh, thanks so much for inviting me. Yeah. So um, I think it'd be good for everyone just to learn uh, and know a little bit more about you, your music, and how you got started. Uh, yeah, I... Uh... I started out at uh, open mic events. Um, didn't really ever expect to to become a musician, uh, but the uh, community around the open mic nights were absolutely fantastic. Had a lot of fun at them. Uh, had a lot of uh, the feedback from audiences, which encouraged me to uh, try and improve, get better. You know, when you make a mistake performing in front of people, it's uh, it's really cringeworthy, but it really encourages you to never make that mistake again. Um, and a couple of the open mic hosts around the Northeast Circuit uh, encouraged me to start uh, trying original songs. So I started writing songs and it just kind of went from there. Um, I've been gigging around the Northeast for the past few years, but uh, in 2019, uh, a, a host I've met 
who was also a performer around the northeast uh, called Neil Gibson, encouraged me to start recording, uh, to record a song I'd been performing for ages called Breadline. Um, it's his home studio and uh, got it recorded, got it released, and it's it actually got to number one on an American uh, indie chart, WKW Cramp Top 40. Um, I've got radio play around the world. I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, it's an amazing feeling the first time you hear your, your own song and your own voice coming through the radio. Um, and uh, yeah, then I got invited to support Ryan McCombs at Think Tank Newcastle. Um, I'd always been a fan of Drown and Pool and Soil, so it that was amazing to meet him and support him. Um, and to meet some of his fans, get good feedback from some of his fans, because I, I was really paranoid. Um, I wasn't sure that my style of music would, would go down with, uh, you know, with, with metal fans, but uh, yeah, it was, it was really good. And uh, yeah, then lockdown happened, so I had to find other ways to, to record um, and to keep going, and here we are. Wow, and that's amazing, you know. Um, I, I could just imagine only... <laughs> that experience of hearing your song for the first time on the radio, you know, it has to be so amazing and such a, oh, I know yeah. you're going to remember that forever, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's Definitely. I remember where I was when sort of things. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, you know, and, and was, uh, playing in front of Ryan McCombs audience, were they receptive? You know, because I know it can be kind of challenging when you're when you're playing, um, you know, in front of other people's audiences and trying to win them over and, and trying to get that, you know, positive vibe from the crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, I was terrified that, uh, you know, people were going to turn up after I'd finished. Um, you know, there's there's a there's a joke. That, uh, there are several jokes that go around about uh, you know people who like just see the band they want to see and then leave or don't watch the support and then turn up just for the main act. And, but, but yeah, um, the, just, just about everyone was there from the start, uh, seeing both acts. There were, you know, people came up to me afterwards and were really positive, uh, not just while I was on stage. Um, and yeah, it's, it's great when you're playing a venue that's small enough to interact with people afterwards as well. Yeah, oh, that's so cool. Um, and so that's one of the, the things I had wanted to, um, to really touch on too was, you know, I remember when I had did the rise and chat interview with you on our blog, you had mentioned, you know, intimate venues, um, mm. you know, and I actually, you know, prefer, we were talking a little bit before we got on here about, um, you know, just social interaction and social cues, a little bit of social anxiety and things like that. And I know for me, I personally prefer um, intimate spaces all around, <laughs> intimate events, all, all of those things, because you can really just connect, uh, you know, more directly with people. Uh, is that why you like it as well? Yeah, ab absolutely. It's, um, I mean, music's a, a very social and, and communal thing. It's, uh, it's a, it's a lot easier for, for people to, well, it's a social lubricant, isn't it? It's a lot easier for people to have a good time and make friends when there's a, uh, when there's music going on and when there's, um, you know, depends on which person, but when there's alcohol flowing, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it certainly makes, makes it easier for a lot of people to, uh, you know, to talk to each other, to get to know each other, to have a good time. And, um, you know, the two seem to go together very well. Uh, most of the yeah. Time, yeah. Um, I, I, I love playing small venues because you can 
crowd above a certain size, uh, performers will tell you they just pick points on the back wall and try and like look left, look right, look forward because you can't possibly make eye contact with everyone in the crowd or you know it, it, the crowd becomes a, a mass. Uh, but when you play in a small venue and uh, you, you can actually talk back to people, you know, it's, it's not really heckling. It, it can be interactive to an extent. And especially when you're playing yeah. a really small venue where there's a lot of musicians in the crowd, people just start joining in. Um, and you can end up with some spontaneous, like, uh, re really fun events where you know people just start drumming or someone introduces a, a horn or a, a brass instrument into uh, something you wouldn't expect it to work in. And um, But yeah, that, that's what I love about the open mic circuit as well. And musicians are some of the most open, generous people you could meet. And uh, just spontaneously jamming with and meeting musicians is, is just a great feeling and I, I really miss it. Um, so I'm, I'm glad uh, lockdown's easing in this country to an extent. Open mic nights are starting up. Uh, you're expected to bring your own instrument and mic now, so it's harder for people who are just starting out, um, which is unfortunate. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm really glad to get back to performing. Yeah, I bet. Maybe you can come over here to the U.S.? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's more difficult now than it was before. But yeah, um, I, I really hope I, I will be able to. I'd love to uh, tour the US and Canada, um, possibly after I drop my first album. We'll see what the uh, situation is with uh, with with entry and visas, and uh, yeah, try and get some venues booked. We got to create a, a big clamor over here for you, so that you come over here, <laughs> show a lot of interest. That would be fantastic. Yeah, well, if I've already got some local venues, come over. That will be the dream. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And that's one of the if things too. We're talking people in any door. That would be the dream. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just pack it out. Um, that was one of the things too. We're talking about your voice. Uh, when he gets on and sings later, um, his voice is, your voice is just so unique. <laughs> um, and we were kind of talking about how your voice, it, it really just, um, it sounds like you could be someone from down south, you know, and in, in the U.S. And um, you would mention that people thought you were targeting. Uh, what were the areas they thought you were targeting? Again? Uh, yeah, I was asked if I was uh, if I was trying to target my music towards the Florida to Texas Bay Area um, mm -hmm. market, and I didn't really think that far ahead. I'm, I'm, I don't write music with a marketing perspective. Uh, I just write what I think sounds good and what might make your head move. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it, it comes out sounding American and bluesy. Um, I've, I have been accused by more than one person of singing in an American accent. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of British bands do. Ozzy Osbourne did. It's uh, there were a few exceptions, like the Arctic Monkeys, that sing in, you know, a Yorkshire accent, and it totally works for them. They, they do fantastic music. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the vast majority of English bands sing in an American accent or even a California accent, I suppose, what, what Americans would call no accent, because um, <laughs> it's because it's clear and good for singing. Uh, you emphasise your ears. I, I didn't do it deliberately, but when people accuse me afterwards, and I'm thinking about it. Americans produce their A's a lot. They pronounce their O's as A's, and it's easier to sing in A. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ozzy Osbourne pointed out on a talk show once um, when he was when he was accused of the same things. Well, of course, I speak uh, singing in an American accent. I couldn't really sing in a Brummie accent with my mind. It doesn't work, does it? 
in, yeah, <laughs> you made a good point. I'm sure there, yeah. there are some bands that have sang in a Birmingham Birmingham accent and made it work before. Um, there's a Sunderland band called the Toy Dolls that sang in a strong Mackham accent, and you might not have heard them over, over there, but uh, you know they, they had a like a sort of a cult local following, and uh, mm -hmm. you know they, they really made it work. But they yeah. were like an in-your-face punk band, so. That's, yeah, that's amazing. And yeah, it totally just depends on the style of the music that you're doing. Yeah, and, you, and your personality and your delivery, of course. That's that's just so amazing. Um, so I did want to ask you, because I love asking all the artists that come on Music's Metaphor, what made you fall in love with music? Uh, well, I, I think I've uh, shot myself in the foot by kind of already answering that question. Because uh, it was meant well, what made me love, fall in love with performing music anyway was was the uh, the community uh, around the open mic circuit around around the northeast. Um, but uh, I should really give a special mention to Jack Black because that man's love of music is infectious. Um, and I'm, I'm heavily influenced by the Foo Fighters and uh, yeah, Jack Black and Kyle Gass. Although they called themselves a spoof band, absolutely rocked. And there is something so liberating about seeing uh, a slightly overweight man rip his shirt open and rock out and totally own it. He <laughs> makes rock and roll accessible. Yes, it's for everyone. Anyone can rock, so go and effing rock. Yeah. If pardon my French. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, and I love that he's so confident in himself. And yeah, he's able to to appeal to so many different types of people and just encourage them to just be themselves. You know, yeah, yeah. who cares about other people? If they go with it, if they don't, whatever. You know, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and don't just be you. Be a hundred and ten percent you. <laughs> yeah. Are you so? Is there? Are you gonna let us know if you rip your shirt off? <laughs> Is there a warning? I'll give you a fair warning, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe save that one for All a music right. video. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, and since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, um, I know that that's big in the United States. Is that big in, in the UK during the month of uh, May? Yeah. Do they? Okay. It's, um, it's bigger than it used to be. It's, uh, they, they, are doing a good job in raising awareness around mental health. So it's, uh, I think most people know it's Mental Health Awareness Week. Um, if you asked me last year, it might have been, you know, less than 50%. But, uh, but yeah, they've, they've done a really good job on it. It's, um, it's becoming a rising, well, ever greater problem in, in the Western world, whether that's because of more cases or just better methods of identifying it. It's, it's hard for people to say. Um, but yeah, it's, it is a big thing over here as well. Yeah, no, I'd have to agree definitely more so than even just maybe even like five years ago, you know, it's, it's, it's really amazing to see so many people willing to be vulnerable and speak about the truth of what's going on, um, you know, and really just placing more, um, emphasis on it as, as part of your whole health, 
you know, and I think that's so important because your mind is, is your most important thing. (laughs) Um, no, you can't, um, you know, and I love that people are just bringing so much awareness to it. And that's the whole point of, you know, this concert is just to, uh, really encourage people and, you know, to be okay with, with where you're at as well. And, um, you know, even if you are sad, let yourself be sad, you know, but, but know that they're, it's going to get better because there's been a lot of things this past year that's made it easy to, to be sad. And, um, under it's understandable for all of us to, to be coping and and be struggling in in some sort of way with feeling different types of loss. Um, and that's what I love about music is that, you know, you can go to certain artists, certain songs that, you know, can, can uplift your spirits and just make you feel just so much better. Um, you know, or even sit with you in your sadness. I know the cure, um, got a bad rep, you know, for a few of their songs, um, because, you know, some people had committed suicide at, uh, to some of their songs, but, you know, when you are sad, sometimes it can be comfort- comforting to listen to sad songs. I don't know. Do you agree with that or <laughs> you have a different opinion on that? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, we're, we're social animals. And when you hear a song that, that shows you someone has felt exactly the same thing you have, words don't quite do that, but a song can can convey an emotion and tell you that whatever, whatever you're going through, someone else has felt exactly that way and they have got better from it. And you can't just ignore the negative emotions in life. You have to go through them. Depression can be a healthy reaction um, as long as, it, well, there is depression and there's clinical depression. You, you, you can't, if you go through your life never being depressed, that's not healthy. You know, you've, you've ignored part of yourself uh, if, if you if something bad happens to you and you don't have a negative reaction to it, you're a psychopath, basically. Um, but yeah, when when people get beyond the point where they can where they can cope, uh, where they where people get to the point where they need help, then we really need to make that help available to them. But if someone's if if someone's killed themselves listening to a Coldplay song, they clearly had yeah, or, or a Cure song. They clearly had problems beyond what could possibly be caused by listening to a song. And and they've missed the opportunity for help at some point along the stage. And that is tragic. Um, I didn't bring up the, the cure part to put it lightly, um, you know, because I know how serious that, you know, people who are who get to that state, um, you know, and it's I think that's what's amazing about in America in a lot of ways is that we have been growing, um, a lot more and making resources more available to people, um, including it as part of your health insurance and, um, even just having more places, you know, at schools, at even sometimes jobs at work, you could take a mental health day, you know, um, that would have been unheard of before, like a mental health, you know, (laughs) you just it was so um, more so you just continue pushing and continue working you just keep going and just don't stop like your emotions who cares (laughs) you you shut at the door and just keep going 
Um, and so I'm glad that people are, are being more receptive to that and that, um, they're really focusing on that for sure. Um, and of course there's a lot of online, um, resources as well and things you can tap into too. Yeah. I think the stigma has, has largely gone with, with regard to mental health people, uh, People no longer see it as, as something strange. People see it as a, you know, as a health issue that the people need help with. But I don't think enough attention is paid to to prevention, to yeah, making sure people have opportunities in life where they wouldn't see their life as a dead end. Yeah. In, there are going to, there are always going to be some chemical imbalances that uh, no matter how good you make people's lives uh, affect them, you, know, you, you can't, uh, you can't make a schizophrenic's life better and stop them being a schizophrenic. But a lot of cases of depression are, you know, purely because people have had had bad lives and haven't had any opportunities. And haven't had help when they've, when they've needed help, uh, not not just in mental health, but uh, you know haven't had help to escape an abuser, and yeah. it's impossible not to become depressed under those circumstances. Yeah. So, it's a healthy lifestyle, healthy diet, uh, getting out of the house, sports, um, not being subject to to abuse or fear, safe streets where you're not walking around paranoid of of being attacked. All of these things give someone a better chance for mental health. But it's difficult yeah. to talk about, uh, you know, all of society's problems at once. <laughs> yeah, you're true. But I think um, definitely focusing on what you said, the, the techniques and um, things that we can do for ourselves. You know, we can't we may not be able to control our outside um, circumstances and our environments. You know, you got to live somewhere. You got to work somewhere, um, you know, but in your family, if that's a thing, you know, and anything like that. But, um, and that's one thing I, is meditation, um, Mm, being more widespread with people, which is, yeah, all you need is you. (laughs) Um, so, you know, I know for me, just when I'm getting overwhelmed, just taking some deep breaths or stretching yoga, all of those things just can help so much. So, and if you yeah, if you can't do anything else, do some stretching, do some meditation, and listen to some music. You can get it any literally anywhere free now, and it mm-hmm. directly changes your mood. Even if it's a depressing song, whatever the genre, it's been proven by so many studies. If so, after someone's listened to music, their stress levels go down and their IQ actually goes up slightly. So it's always good for you. Yeah, and listen to Brass Monkey's music. <laughs> and listen to my music, yeah. Shameless plug. <laughs> yeah. No, um, you're, you're so right. I, I have different music that I'll go to. Um, you know, and that's one of the things, too, for music's metaphor that I'm very excited to get into is creating more mood-based um uh, playlists from, from all the music that's, and that's one of the amazing things we have music from, you know, over 10, uh, 10 countries. I think last time I looked was 10, but I know we're over, I might be over 15 countries now of just artists from everywhere. Um, and just curating it's, it's indie music. Um, it's, it's a lot of rock. It's a lot of country pop R and B music. 
and just curating it based on um, mood playlists. So you can just plug into it and, you know, I just, I'm very excited about putting that together. <laughs> yep, the whole world's appropriating American music and we're all happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's some awesome bands coming out of everywhere, out of Africa, out of Spain, Italy, Japan. Uh, there's a band called Jam Taco who uh, are, are good friends with on Twitter and they're absolutely amazing. They, um, some of the best old school classic rock I've, I've ever heard. And they, you know, put a modern, modern edge on it just by how, how upbeat their music is. Um, I suppose it's a, a lot of it's in the mixing as well. The tracks are suitably loud in a modern way. Um, cause you know, ev everything has to be loud. Everything has to be mastered to sound loud these days. Cause if it's not as loud as the last track on the radio, no one, you know, no one hears it or no, no one recognizes it, but, um, yeah. but yeah, I'd certainly recommend them if you, if you get a moment. Um, but yeah, there are, every country has, is producing awesome artists at the moment. And I don't think there's ever been a time like it. Yeah, definitely. Um, some of the, we got some from Ukraine, um, New Zealand, Australia, definitely Japan, um, Spain, a lot of European music, which is so cool. <laughs> yeah, some good bands coming out of Austria as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you've given Actually, us a, a, lot, a lot that we could check told out. told me that she got accused of being Australian once and it really annoyed her. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like, I'm not from down under. I can't do an accent, so... <laughs> Um, all right. Not well, I think it's, we live next to Germany. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, I think we've teased people enough. I think maybe we should hear one of your songs. Yeah. Uh, I'll just get my guitar. Alrighty, and I just want to mention again that Brass Monkey will be a headliner for the Music for Mental Health concert, which will be this Saturday, May 22nd at 4 p.m. This song's called Nowhere. It's the second song I released. Um, we've got a number three on the KB Radio Canada Top 25. Uh, before KB Radio Canada had to shut down because of the lockdown, but the good news is they got bought out and they came back. Uh, so KB Radio Canada have been up and running for the past six months uh, again. An awesome Canadian station supporting indie artists. Um, yeah, this is called Nowhere.
Thank you so much, Brass Monkey. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. All right. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and share this episode with any music lover who needs to hear it. And follow the Mindful Rockstar Show on Instagram. Hope you have a wonderful week. Remember that you are enough. You are loved. And you are worthy. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.